Well, have you seen those commercials about uh, using your dishwasher more? I'm sorry. No, can you can you talk about this more? Should I be using my dishwasher more? The commercial contends that you should use your dishwasher more. People, I guess, have been in an effort to conserve water, not using their dishwashers as much. Um, this is bad for dishwashing detergent companies, right? They want you to use their product. So they have this new commercial out where they're telling you you should use your dishwasher more than once a day even, right? So it says, like, don't wait. Go ahead and run that dishwasher now. Um, and I'm just really confused whether or not it does conserve water. I have heard that um, conventional American dishwashing practices of running the sink, uh, rinsing the food, soaping it, uh, food, the dishes, soaping it and then rinsing it off again does use more water than dishwashers. Um, but I, I don't know. I've heard that from people from word of mouth. I haven't done an extensive uh, background literature review on it. So they might have been affected by the advertisement too. Who knows? Yeah, I know. I'm curious to find out if this is true or not. Welcome to Talking Underwater. One water? One podcast. My name is Mandy Crispin, Editor-in-Chief of Waterworld. I'm Jeremy Wolf, Editor for the Endeavor Water Group. In this month's episode of Talking Underwater, I will be speaking with Jeremy about the U.S. EPA's proposed rulemaking for consumer confidence reports. Jeremy, can you provide us with some historical context around CCRs. Absolutely. Consumer confidence reports, sometimes known as annual drinking water quality reports, have been required since 1996 for public water systems under amendments to the Drinking Water Act. And since then, the relationship between communities and utilities has changed quite a bit, especially when it comes to communication. The America's Water Infrastructure Act of 2018 required EPA to revise the CCR rule, which led to this latest proposed rulemaking. I spoke with uh, Dr. Sri Vidachalam, uh, who worked as part of a, water, a working group behind the latest proposed changes, and here's what he had to say. It's been, you know, about two decades since we've been uh, having the original rule, this original CCR rule. Uh, and since then, you know, as you can tell, things, things have changed. Uh, you know, our way of communication has changed, the way people consume information. Uh, there have been a lot of changes in the society. Um, new contaminants have come. So, you know, there's, there's been a need for a rehaul. Um, and so uh, in the American, America's Water Infrastructure Act of 2018, Congress essentially asked EPA to set up a time frame and actually do it within two years. That deadline actually passed, unfortunately. So EPA has been a bit slow on this process, but, um, but given the mandate, EPA has been working to gather as much input as possible on what that proposed rule should look like. changes are the focus and when can we expect them to be finalized? The proposed rulemaking would introduce a lot of changes to the way that consumer confidence reports are delivered and presented. There are, however, seven major changes that EPA hopes to make to this, with this proposal that we can sort of talk through. The proposal aims to, one, improve the readability, clarity, and understandability of water quality reports. Two, enhance risk communication. Three, encourage modern electronic delivery options like email. Four, uh, clarify information regarding lead levels and utilities' efforts to reduce lead in drinking water, where applicable. Five, require more translation services for customers with limited English proficiency. Six, require reports to be issued twice a year for systems serving 10,000 or more people under specific circumstances. And seven, it would require states sub to submit more compliance monitoring data to EPA. 
The agency stopped accepting public comments for this proposed rulemaking on May 22nd, 2023, and we are now still waiting for the next iteration in the rulemaking process today. All right, they, those all sound reasonable, but what are the anticipated effects of the changes? Who is responsible for compliance? And how heavy is the lift going to be under the new rules? The effects of the rulemaking could be significant for utilities nationwide. EPA estimates that the revisions would cost about $22 million annually. However, some of the requirements aren't as scary as they might sound. The biannual report requirement in particular only takes place under certain circumstances. First, the utility has to serve 10,000 or more people. Then, the utility would actually normally still be able to simply send a copy of their annual consumer confidence report for that second uh, distribution in the year. This means it wouldn't need to dedicate the resources to making a brand new report twice a year, as it might sound. Uh, the only time a utility would need to include updated information in this second report is if the water system has a violation, an action level exceedance, or similar relevant new information. I talked with Mike McGill, president of WaterPIO, and asked him about the burden of this new requirement specifically. Well, it can be a significant task. Um, I will say that what how the EPA has developed the rule is that it, you can repeat the document if you haven't had a violation or in or you don't have any additional UCMR5 data to report. So you can kind of repeat the document if you don't have that new information to report, which is going to be helpful. Uh, but they, they can be struggles at times for utilities. We do a lot of consumer confidence reports every year, and there are varying degrees. Some are, are just straight information releases. Some go into everything the utility does, and it's a fine uh, finished product of 24 pages in length versus a smaller utility that might have four pages in length. So there are resources and staff time that are needed to produce these reports. And obviously that will be doubled um, if they have to be done every six months. But I think the EPA has put in a pretty good um, delineation, if you will, of what needs to be done in those reports. And, and so it will reduce some of the burden on utilities when it comes to producing them. Another requirement of the proposed rulemaking is to provide translation services. Uh, this would impact states or primacy agencies more than water systems. It would be up to these primacy agencies to help water systems provide access to customers that have limited English proficiency. However, large community water systems, like those serving 100,000 people or more, would face steeper requirements to assist these people. On a last point, the change to encourage electronic delivery options could actually allow utilities more options to deliver their reports. The utility would have the choice to mail a copy of the report, mail a notification that the report is available on a website via a direct link, or uh, email to the recipient a direct link to or electronic version of the report. Well, thank you for that information and thank you for speaking with me today about consumer confidence reports. And now on to housekeeping. For Wastewater Digest, take a look at some of our videos at youtube.com slash at Wastewater Digest. And while you're there, hit please hit the subscribe button. We've been publishing video interviews for the 2023 WWD Young Pros, and there are quite a few more videos planned for July and later, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of them.
for Waterworld, be sure to check out our detailed coverage of the proposal on our website, waterworld.com. We also have two video interviews with industry experts discussing the proposed rulemaking. For Stormwater Solutions, later this year we will be hosting StormCon in Dallas, Texas from August 29th through the 31st. Exclusive to this podcast is a 10% registration discount. Visit bit.ly slash stormconreg2023 uh, and use the code OneWater10, all caps, to get 10% off your registration for the show. That is bit.ly slash stormconreg2023 using the code O-N-E-W-A-T-E-R-1-0 in all caps to get 10% off. And with that, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share the podcast from Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Spotify. You can reach us at talkingunderwater at endeavorb2b.com to share your thoughts. And of course, be sure to follow us on Twitter at TUW Podcast. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.